Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, July 29th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Missouri Historical Society is exploring how coronavirus is affecting everyday life. Collecting local objects really allows us to share the story of our region's unique response and resilience at this moment in time. Missouri History Museum curators are gathering stories, photos, videos, and physical objects to show how St. Louisans are dealing with the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis will have that story in just a few minutes. St. Louis County is adding personnel and new saliva-based tests as it continues to battle coronavirus. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, County Executive Sam Page made the announcement as public health officials say quick and accurate testing is one of the most effective ways to slow the spread of the virus. Page says he hopes patients at county-run clinics will soon receive results in fewer than two days. The county has 30,000 new saliva-based tests that can offer results more quickly than those that use a nasal swab. The saliva tests are still not as quick as the hard-to-find rapid tests that produce results in minutes. Page hired three more workers to notify county patients of their results. He says waiting weeks to receive them is unacceptable. We believe that if we can get to a 24-hour or, at worst case, a 48-hour notification period, results period, then we can have a pretty tight contact tracing system in our community, a pretty good isolation system. St. Louis County will also offer pop-up testing sites in Jennings and Bell Fountain neighbors. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Area schools continue to finalize plans for the upcoming academic year. The Kirkwood District will start the new year fully online. School board members have approved all virtual learning for at least the first quarter, calling it the safest option. Superintendent David Ulrich says the pandemic is too out of control to welcome staff and students back. This will be a hardship for parents in our district. Uh, thankfully, we have uh, many parents, many families in our district that, uh, that are blessed to be able to manage this. Uh, but we know there are, there, there's a percentage of our families um, that this will be a hardship. Kirkwood is among several St. Louis County districts deciding to keep schools closed next month. At least three Metro East districts will do the same. St. Louis Public Schools is considering a delayed virtual start to the year. Webster Groves and Clayton School Districts will release their back-to-school plans today. The Missouri Senate has held the first hearing of the special session on violent crime. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports. The hearing laid out the objectives of the session. One of those is armed criminal action and applying that charge to minors ages 12 to 18. Jimmy Edwards, the public safety director for St. Louis, spoke in favor of this change. He says because the state allows people to carry without permits, younger people are carrying and committing more armed crimes. I don't know the exact number, but I can tell you that a significant number of our homicides uh, have been committed by youngsters that are 18 and below. Other agenda items include removing residency requirements for St. Louis police officers and a witness protection fund. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. The University of Missouri System Board of Curators has voted to combine the positions of system president and MU chancellor. Current 
President Moon Choi will hold both jobs, although he has been interim chancellor of the Columbia campus since March. Board Chair Julia Bernsick says curators made the move despite recent controversy surrounding President Choi's leadership. We're very much aware of the situation and um, we have the utmost confidence in his ability to lead because of the things that he's done. The curators also established the Council of Chancellors, consisting of the president and chancellors of the three other campuses. The council will have 120 days to provide feedback to the Board of Curators on the new governing structure. The coronavirus pandemic is a time that historians are eager to capture. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports the Missouri Historical Society is collecting stories and artifacts from local residents to preserve for years to come. When St. Charles resident Susan Stitch thinks of the last few months, she looks back at a photo of her 28-year-old daughter Sammy at her wedding. The picture of Sammy and her husband sharing their kiss at a Cottleville winery is a sign of the times. Both are wearing face masks and gloves, and Susan Stitch says it was a small and intimate wedding. We just counted out parents. Um, We had one daughter who was there as a bridesmaid, and the minister and his wife, so we were less than 10 people. The couple's photo is now a part of St. Louis history, along with more than 200 other artifacts that document how St. Louisans are dealing with a coronavirus pandemic. For the past few months, the Missouri Historical Society has been collecting photographs, toilet paper rolls, gloves, masks, and other items in demand during the pandemic. Videos shared on social media also document how St. Louisans have dealt with this moment. What does it look like to live through history? In St. Louis in 2020, History Museum curators started discussing how they should approach this moment several months ago as the region was beginning to shut down from stay-at-home orders. Curators examined how the society collected artifacts from two other pandemics, the 1840s cholera outbreak and the 1918 Spanish flu. The Historical Society has tons of journals, images, and documents from those periods. They use that as a blueprint to collect the journal entries and photos related to this pandemic. For us, it's really about local storytelling. Hattie Felton is the senior curator for the Missouri Historical Society. Collecting local objects really allows us to share the story of our region's unique response and resilience at this moment in time. Some of the submissions are unique. A comic book illustrated by a grandmother who misses seeing her grandchildren, and even a coronavirus board game created by a family. Felton says many of those artifacts will be picked up by curators once it's safe to visit homes. Other submissions focus on intimate photos. Local photographer Lou Bope submitted a collection of photos to the Historical Society showing business owners and families adapting to the pandemic. His favorite pic? A photo of his daughter holding their dog and looking out of their door. You know, we were supposed to be on spring break at that time. Um, Or maybe she was supposed to be in school or something. But it was just like, you know, life stopped. She couldn't go outside. She couldn't see her friends. And so that, that, that's the one that really gets to me. That picture is part of the project's digital archive. It includes photos, videos, and audio of St. Louisans sharing their experiences from people gathering at home to musicians recording songs of how the pandemic has interrupted their lives. We all get this in our way. That's music from Strings Attached. 
a music education nonprofit in St. Louis. Members of the organization recorded the song and added vocals from a quarantine singer in Serbia. Angie Dietz is the Society's Director of Digital Initiatives. She says some of the submissions show St. Louisans trying to make the best of circumstances, but others are somber. We've had a few posts about people having to do funerals through Zoom or you know, FaceTime through online means. So those have been particularly sad, you know, because people haven't been able to come together in the way they typically would to, to grieve the loss of a loved one. Dietz and Felton say it's difficult capturing artifacts from a historic event while living it. Felton says they'll continue collecting artifacts for years to come, and some can be used by the museum in future exhibits. I could see that these would make their way into future exhibitions in the near future and for us, the near future is, is not necessarily the next few months, but more, you know, <laughs> years. They're documenting history as it happens. And someday Susan Stitch and her family might be able to relive their experiences by visiting the exhibit. And I thought that that would be fun to be part of a historical record of things that happened for the kids. And someday they can take their grandkids and maybe see the picture at the museum. The Missouri Historical Society is collecting artifacts through its website at mohistory.org. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.